0: We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener.
1: Welcome to Hot Drinks. Before- I'm
0: fucking drunk.
1: God damn it! <laughs> hot, 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 hot. Hot
0: drinks. Hot, 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 hot. Yeah. Hot drinks. So I'm already drunk. Like and subscribe. Well, dummies, we're back.
1: are <laughs> And look, here's the only reason we're back.
0: It's been more than two weeks.
1: It's the only reason we're recording, that we record, We decided to record ever again, uh-huh. was for Becky with a CK. Oh, is
0: that why? She sent me a Marco Polo. Oh, I didn't know about this.
1: And it was like one of those close-ups where I could just see her mouth and nose. Uh-huh. And maybe the bottoms of her eyes. And she right. was like, I need you to post a new episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would like to point out that I have messaged you... Huh? several times Neg-
1: no untrue. and said
0: should we record tonight and then you have not answered me
1: i don't think that's we've been in a fight i don't <laughs> i think she... okay anyway
0: would it be funny if we were in a fight
1: <laughs> oh my god what would we be fighting about okay let's see
0: maybe about how depressed i am
1: it, the only thing no that you're
0: was... too kind for that the
1: only Oh yeah, I am way too. I'm kind. I'm too kind.
0: Was maybe we'd fight about when it was, when I said maybe we should just make out tonight.
1: <laughs> Here's why we would fight. Okay. Because I told you that a musical that you watched was bad.
0: Oh, that's true. That
1: you loved. That's true. And you took offense to it. Because
0: I watched West Side Story tonight, and it was a goddamn delight. <laughs> a goddamn <laughs> delight.
1: <laughs>
0: I am an old. <coughs> musical queen
1: you might as well be a boomer gay
0: and all those dance numbers oh no I'm not a boomer gay because they hate trans people
1: okay but oh well I mean fair but the musical numbers yes were perfection also the casting of Riff perfection Perfection.
0: also I want to have sex with everyone in that movie perfection Perfection. (laughs) yes
1: like so many arms, <laughs> Just
0: everyone had two beautiful yeah. arms. Yeah. Every <laughs> single person. Everyone
1: not only had two arms, but they were two beautiful arms. Also,
0: they made anybody's trans, and I loved that. <gasps> right? That was so cute.
1: Holy or non-binary or some, No,
0: she. Was, I think anybody's was definitely trans because when they were in that scene in the police station, they kept saying that she was a girl, and anybody or they kept saying he was a girl, and anybody's kept saying, "I'm not a girl." <gasps> I'm not a
1: girl. And
0: they were like, "No, I pulled her." I pants them him once, or I pants her once, and she's a girl, and anybody's was like, I'm not a girl. Oh, no. So I think she was definitely trans. Anyway. Okay. Loved that. Great. Anyway, this is Hot Drinks.
1: And it's a podcast.
0: It's about Broadway musicals. And
1: we make it foreign in behalf of Becky with a CK.
0: And we make it, like, once fortnightly. We, <laughs> we publish a new episode each fortnight. That's
1: where we're at right now. Right. That's just where we're at right now. Right. Stay tuned for changes there.
0: I do have an an event on my calendar that says record hot drinks every Tuesday <laughs> no. at 8.30 p.m. And are we,
1: what season are we in? Is this five?
0: I don't remember. We'll have to look that up before we Is it just going to go episode. on
1: into perpetuity? Perpetuity. What's the, what's the word? Per- per- perpetuity. Per- perpetuity.
0: Per- perpetuity. <laughs> um, you're drinking a lovely Merlot.
1: Oh yeah, it's How in is the it? kitchen. You know what it's lovely? It's J-Lore.
0: Okay, Great. I'm drinking. You bought a pre mixed <clears throat> Cosmopolitan by Effen, by Effen with Effen vodka, and yeah. you did not like it.
1: I didn't, so, so it's all I'm for drinking you it. Yeah. because you're. You know it's what you
0: all are all for you. You're
1: my boo.
0: I'm Effen. I'm your Effen boo.
1: You're. <laughs> I hate, hate everything.
0: My name is Brother Jack Coffee. I'm an Aquarius.
1: <laughs> no, we're not.
0: I am a Gemini. <laughs> With a Leo rising, with a Capricorn it, cancer moon.
1: Yeah, you are all and the summer months.
0: I am a I If I my Enneagram is a type 4...
1: Yeah.
0: I actually don't know what my Enneagram I is. don't
1: either. I've taken the test twice and got really? two different results. So I that always works.
0: listen to podcasts about what my Enneagram type <laughs> is, but then I don't actually follow through and take the test. Because I hate myself and knowing more details about how I function right. is off-brand.
1: So, Absolutely. Anyway absolutely absolutely so um, <clears throat> can we oh i'm latter day twaint
0: oh hi welcome
1: and you can call me sister twaint you can call me sister t you can call me twaint you can call me ashley which is my middle name right what's my but first you, name brother coffee
0: uh hairball
1: do you not remember no
0: it's of course i know what your oh, first that's name so sweet. is no stop it's, it's not regina sweet. it's pamela it
1: is pamela and your uh, temple name sweet. is Judith. It temple name Judith. My dad wanted to name me Foggy Bayou. My you know is cedar pocket.
0: I remember your temple name. I don't know if I remember my ex-wife's temple name.
1: <clears throat> it was Beverigino.
0: No. <laughs> no. You have to think about that one. Beverly. What's the name What's the name of the of the slut in the crucible? Abigail? Sounds good. That might have been my ex-wife's. <laughs>
1: Okay, I got to ask you. Yeah. As a gay man uh-huh. who was formerly in a mixed orientation marriage. Right,
0: with a straight lady.
1: Yeah. When you say my ex-wife, does that just feel crazy to you?
0: No, because oftentimes I refer to her as my wife. Whoa. Like, I do that all the time. Like, if I'm at work, I'll be like, oh, yeah, my wife is picking them up tonight, you know, or and whatever. And if people
1: are like, you're huh?"
0: No, I, I mean, I think people know. Okay,
1: <laughs> okay. But okay. it just feels
0: very natural to call her my wife. Yeah, okay. So. So, so no, it doesn't feel weird at all.
1: In the times that I have done social things with Gary, my gay ex-husband Gary, mm-hmm. since our divorce. Right. Which was 12 years ago. When he introduces me as his ex-wife, people do triple and quadruple takes. Really? And they go, you. Because they're
0: like, this fag? Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: They're like, girl, how did you not know?
1: And I'm like, look. The sex was perfunctory. Right. Never enjoyed it. I don't remember it. what his penis looks like.
0: <laughs> so, one of my which is true. One of my good friends is a straight lady. Me. Well, you, well, but you're not really straight.
1: Oh, I you're guess. straight
0: in quotation marks. Sure, this friend sure. is actually, is like straight up straight. Oh. But who's when, that? But What's, my who's friend, really but our friend who died, used to say to <clears> us, <throat> to me and my straight lady friend, okay. When you guys are out in public, do yeah. you think people feel bad for you, straight lady friend, because they think, "Oh shit, she hasn't figured out he's gay." Like they think we're on a date, but they have, but I haven't. Right. They, they she hasn't quite figured it out. Right. Yet. So we laugh about that. Anyway. Right.
1: Do you ever worry about that when you go out with straight friends, straight lady no. friends? No. No. Okay. No. Good. They should worry about gay ex husband Gary. Would love it if I had a T shirt that said. We're not together. Whenever we do social things,
0: here's here's what I'll say. My biggest fans,
1: <laughs> we know, are
0: women's in their women in their thirties and forties. We
1: know and above, and above.
0: biggest fans.
1: Above and if beyond. I wanted
0: to get some thirty year old pussy, I could get it every <laughs> night of the week
1: <laughs> for the rest of your life. For the rest of my life.
0: <laughs> if I post a picture on social media where I think I look cute. Every single 30 to 40 year old woman who follows me is like, looking good, handsome.
1: I know. So cute. I hard know. eyes,
0: hard eyes, hard eyes.
1: <laughs> Every single
0: gay man who follows me just swipes on by, does yeah. not say anything. Yeah. So if I'm out with a straight friend, you for example, I think if other ladies are seeing us, they're thinking, lucky, lucky lady. <laughs> that lucky lady. And little do they know.
1: You know, with the assholes and gay men
0: are thinking what a cute couple i'm not interested in him at, in him at all
1: <laughs> with the ass-
0: seeing him does nothing to my lord okay
1: look gay men are assholes fair so why do you choose to be gay i'm just kidding
0: <laughs> i mean honestly i was thinking the other day if i could be sexually attractive to like a super butch lesbian like i fucking love those girls do
1: you but like- oh
0: like in some carpenter jeans and a short haircut <laughs> And she's like fixing the dishwasher. Oh my God. I fucking love them. <laughs> I want every I want everyone in my life to be to be uh like a butch like a ring lesbian. Of keys. Yes.
1: Post office yes. worker from funding. There One. is a
0: there's a woman I follow on TikTok. there are several women I follow on TikTok who <coughs> are butch lesbians who I adore. Yeah. Okay. And I just think my life would be better if I was sexually attracted to these women. Yeah. Your
1: knife's not. Well, and
0: they're not attracted to me because I'm a man.
1: Exactly. So, uh, Jesus Christ, your life is terrible.
0: (sighs) Anyway, let's get to our comings and blowings. Okay,
1: hold on. I got to text my daughter. Okay, well. Did you delete the fruit salad video from your Instagram question mark?
0: So, my first (laughs) coming, I'll say it is. So, I'm an old man, as we've previously established.
1: Well, I mean, you.
0: I'm 44, Uh, soon to be 45. I feel so old. I have the legs of an old man. They're white, they're skinny. I'm
1: sorry, your legs are gorgeous.
0: Well, thank you, but my lower legs are not. Like my shin area, my shins and calves.
1: Uh, In what way they're not? Listen, we're not going to talk about it. They just have weird,
0: weird spots and colors and bruises. Not good.
1: Okay.
0: So recently, I have started applying a fake tan, Mm -hmm. and literally nothing in the last 10 years has brought me as much joy as a fake tan has brought me
1: i've seen those legs since the fake tan they look
0: great right They're fantastic. it's a great fake tan yeah, yeah yeah it was recommended to me by Be- becky with the ck it's called loving tan you can buy it on amazon
1: loving tan
0: yes i fucking love it yeah and i hate how much i love it because what is shallower than loving yourself more when you have a fake tan yeah. nothing but I, oh my god, I love it so much. <laughs> you just... Much. Right your teeth. I just stare at my legs sometimes in bed, and I'm like, "Those are fucking gorgeous." <laughs> like it is, it is the biggest confidence boost that I've had in 20 years.
1: That is how I feel about my labia. Oh, okay. So when I'm not looking at them necessarily, right. which sometimes I do because I'll take a picture, right? But when I'm touching them, which I do often, sure, daily, right? I'm like. These are magnificent.
0: Good for you. Love those labia.
1: Yeah. Inner beautiful labia. Menorah. Majora. And Majora. Yeah. Love them.
0: Love the labia. You know what I
1: don't, you know what labia, labia I don't love? The one on my neck.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the labia neckia.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have that cut off with some kitchen shears. Yeah.
0: By a professional.
1: By, <laughs> and by that I mean I'm going to go down to LaSalle.
0: Right. Just find one of those cattle ranchers. And just... <laughs> What's in your hummings <coughs> and blowings this week?
1: Oh, gosh. I have another one when you're... Oh, uh, my dad's death anniversary. Oh, yeah. Happened. That's a blowing. And so, and yeah. And so I was okay. Yeah. Get this, gentle listeners. I was okay for most of the day. Then I get home from work that night. And the whole Roe v. Wade leaked draft Supreme Court opinion is all over social media. So
0: you're like, you're literally held together with like horseshit and glue. Oh, oh, yeah. Like you're just a tenuous grasp on reality. And then the world crumbles around. And
1: so let me tell you about my drinking habits lately. (laughs) I will drink half a beer and pour the rest down the sink if I drink. And that's maybe four to five nights a week. Okay. That night, I poured myself a double peanut butter whiskey.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you texted me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm sad, and it's absolutely divine. It's amazing.
0: I love <laughs> a sad bourbon night.
1: <laughs> and <clears throat> I was just making jewelry, watching yeah. Ozark. And what's funny about that, I'm going through this really, really shit night, right? Uh-huh. With Dad's death anniversary, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really hitting me. Yeah, Roe versus Wade. Yeah. It's all compounding. Yeah. When dad died in 2020, so two years ago, and all the Black Lives Matter stuff was going on, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and it was also fraught because I'm trying to mourn my dad who was racist.
0: I I can't even believe that it was two years ago. Uh, Oh. Just because the last two years have all been compacted into like one day. I I know. Do you know what I mean? I know.
1: I totally know. And at the same time, it feels like 14 years ago. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, during all of that- I was marathoning Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. And so here I am trying to wrap up Ozark because right. fin- it's done. The right. last few episodes are out.
0: Right. <clears throat> it's got Justin Bateman and Justine
1: Bateman. What <laughs> <laughs> a quality
0: one TV. One
1: of our best moments messages so did we oh get about god. that like that 17. was a classic
0: moment um, <coughs> <laughs> when we literally thought they were named just, <laughs> we
1: Justin. we were both so justine. drunk i was like why would a barrett do that oh god that was a good one anyway so you guys i don't
0: know why any of you listen <laughs> and that justin and justine is just <laughs> one example of why i'm like what the fuck people listen to this
1: so i was watching ozark where every you know everyone's gonna die it's like hamlet yeah and <clears throat> being sad
0: yeah peanut butter bourbon
1: and it was absolutely wonderful so delicious it was one no i'm not talking about the bourbon no i'm, talking I'm about just the talking whole, about the sadness the whole, whole delicious thing.
0: sadness the
1: whole thing <clears throat> and then the next day i had therapy oh wow and um couldn't be me uh, no, and uh, my therapist. I told. I was telling my therapist about this night. You know, uh, oh, it's like I'm a little hungover this morning because therapy is at eight thirty a.m. Oh Jesus! On Zoom. Thank, I, thank God I don't have to leave the house that early. Though. I can't talk about my
0: emotions at eight thirty
1: a.m. <laughs> I can't because I drink La Barba coffee. Okay. Um. <clears throat> and um, she's like, "Well, this is perfect timing because we do need to update your goals." Oh. <laughs> and zoom and uh, yeah anyway that's it that's all i've got
0: what kind of peanut butter whiskey was <clears throat> it screwball or one of the others no
1: it was the like the ram's
0: oh yeah, head. yeah. ram's head yeah or i think that's what knuckle it is. Ram, i don't know ram's moose knuckle <laughs> or, well i Excuse love us i love a sad <clears throat> bourbon night it's one of my favorite things and i, I know, am i know i'm taking a break bourbon and i are taking a break
1: and you are having a little rendezvous with vodka
0: it bourbon makes me really sick lately okay like if i drink bourbon at all i'm like sick completely like <sighs> throwing up as i'm getting ready for work the next morning and
1: good for you for listening to your body oh, because i, I bet
0: because i love sad bourbon i know
1: that when you're drinking it that night yeah you're like this is the fucking yeah. best but then the next morning you filter so speaking of which a mutual friend of ours
0: uh-huh <clears throat>
1: inner circle friend
0: i was about to share a coming but go ahead
1: trying to convince me to try molly oh and telling me how wonderful it is but the next day is so terrible you feel like you're gonna die and i'm like wow you're really selling this
0: yeah i would just if i felt like i was gonna die i would just choose death is the problem
1: <laughs> i was like why are you trying to get me to do this so i'm gonna feel like shit I just all still
0: day. nancy reagan is still in my ear i I'm, know i'm scared of drugs okay <laughs> Anyways, my what was it my ahead. final coming on the Paramount Plus app, <laughs> we are revisiting the real world casts in a show called Real <gasps> oh, World Homecoming.
1: Yes!
0: Real World Homecoming. I think <sighs> this is the third season, and I haven't watched the other two because I didn't care about those seasons. Real World Homecoming season three is New Orleans. Yeah. So, Real World New Orleans came out in 2002, I believe. It was Danny, who was the cutest gay guy yep. I've ever seen, no, and in two thousand and in two thousand two, I was like twenty five. <sighs> so these people were like oh about my same age, right? Because they you were. Married were by then? Uh, yeah, two thousand two. Yeah. No, I got married in two thousand three. So I wasn't married yet. So. Danny, the cutest gay guy I'd ever seen, Danny was dating a guy who was in the military named Paul. (gasps) And they would blur Paul's face when (gasps) he was on because Because it was Don't Ask, Don't don't Tell. tell. This is also the season that had Julie on it, who was the the Mormon, Mormon, who got kicked out of BYU for for
1: being being on The
0: Real World. It also had Melissa, who is funny and beautiful and fascinating, and I'm obsessed with her. Uh-huh. It also had Kelly, who married Scott Wolf, oh.
1: Kelly Wolf,
0: and she's gorgeous, and I'm obsessed with her. And it also had Jamie, who do you remember Jamie from no. The Real World New Orleans? i watched so that
1: season. In The New Orleans days, he, it also
0: had Matt who was like the straight edge or whatever. Matt's boring. Yeah. Jamie was like the hottest frat boy you've <coughs> ever seen.
1: Oh.
0: And now he's grown up and he's the hottest daddy you've ever <gasps> seen. I'm going to
1: have to look this up. Oh
0: my God, he's so hot. Anyway. So we're returning to The Real World New Orleans. We're revisiting these people. Yeah. And here, and like I literally cry every episode because that oh, season with like the gay guy and the Mormon girl was so, so yeah, formative yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And there, the last couple episodes have been about one night they go to a drag show as a cast. <gasps> and first of all, in the bar, there are like tons of gay guys who recognize Danny and who are like thanking him and buying him drinks and they're like you changed my life i'd never seen someone like me you were in this relationship like blah 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 which is 100 percent how i feel and then in that same episode julie the more the former mormon who's no longer mormon right gets so insanely shit face drunk no and she even admits this is like the third time that she's been drinking and this in is her in the life
1: reunion season. this is
0: in the reunion season oh my god she gets so shit face drunk and belligerent and she's awful and security is asking her to leave <gasps> and the castmates have to like drag her out what? and then it turns into this whole big thing where she like doesn't believe she was out of control blah 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 anyway do you remember when i got kicked out of a drag show i <laughs> do i wasn't there oh you weren't there
1: but i know all about it
0: so for a long time so I was kicked out of a drag show probably, like, I don't know, four years ago. You went
1: with the mountain people.
0: I went with the mountain people. I got kicked out. <laughs> I got asked by security. I I a bouncer, like, escorted me out. And I was so <laughs> offended by it. I was like, I, I did nothing wrong. We still don't even know. Oh, now that I've seen drunk, belligerent Julie get cr- kicked out of a drag show. Now you know. I'm like, oh, shit. I was drunk, belligerent oh. Julie. Like, I was the person. Because that was that was probably, I mean, I had been drinking for a while, but, like, that was one of the times that I got the most drunk in public that I've ever been. And, and I was, and so anyway, so I've like had this like kind of come to Jesus moment where I've been like, Oh, I was drunk, belligerent, Julie. (laughs) And Julie was horrible. So horrible. Right. So I was, it was, I was totally justified in getting kicked out. Of course I got kicked out.
1: So I was drunk and belligerent. This real world, uh, season reunion Uh has been healing.
0: It's been so healing. (laughs) And it's been so healing to see Danny (sighs) kind of as an adult man. And it's been so healing to see all these people as grown ups. because Julie is still an absolute train wreck. An absolute train wreck, as she's always been. And the other people are like, well, I'm 44, so I'm going to go to bed at 9.30.
1: (laughs) And Julie's like,
0: what are they doing? We should be partying. Like, let's have fun. Sounds like an
1: exmo. Yeah.
0: She's trying to, she literally even said to her husband, like, I'm trying to create good TV. Like when she got drunk and belligerent, she was like, "I took one for the team and got drunk and belligerent, and oh, I'm creating good TV, and all of them that, just want to go to bed." Is he bad.
1: in the uh, the season? No,
0: but she was like, "Call him on the phone." Oh, okay. Anyway, but yeah, it's been it's been like really lovely and really emotional, and I cry often while watching it. <laughs> anyway,
1: I love you it cry so much. at many things that you watch. I do,
0: I do, because I don't feel my emotions in my real life.
1: Yeah, I know. So
0: should we take a break?
1: Yeah, I need some eye drops. Yeah, what's going on? I have no idea. Okay,
0: so um <clears throat> we're gonna do a top five tonight. Yes. It's the top five reason that progmos, progressive Mormons, mm-hmm. are fucking useless.
1: Totally useless.
0: And we're gonna explain what progmos are and all that stuff when we come back. <sighs> but right now we need to go get Sister Twain some eye drops. Please. And I need to get belligerent in a drag show and get kicked out.
1: So let's take a break. <laughs>
0: You know what some of you are thinking right now.
1: I wish I could chat with Coffee and Twaint.
0: You're thinking, if only this episode was shorter and cost me money. Wait, what? But I got to choose the topic.
1: Right, and it was a half hour exactly.
0: Right, well that, well you can. You
1: can for just 50 American dollars.
0: With our new PPIs. What's a PPI, you ask?
1: It is not a personal priesthood interview. It's
0: not, although... If you want us to ask about your priesthood, we will.
1: Yeah, we will. If you want us to talk to you like we're an elderly, white, creepy old man, we could do that.
0: Gross. (laughs) But we will, if that's what you're paying for.
1: But you can... It's not be. a sex thing,
0: though. This makes it sound like it's a sex it's thing. It's
1: not, unless you want it to be.
0: I mean, we're... Char- no, we're not... It can't be a sex thing. Well, I mean, thing. if you want to talk, talk about, about sex. sex. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the point
1: fine. of it is you can book 30 minutes with us to talk to us about whatever you want.
0: About drinking, about Mormonism, about leaving the church, about dating, about...
1: Parenting. Uh, how bleh. to make a
0: Pisco sour. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know how to make a Pisco sour, but I would research it.
1: I have no idea what you just said. A
0: Pisco is a South American liqueur. I would research it. So.
1: Anyway. The link is in our Instagram.
0: Right. On our link tree.
1: <clears throat> we, we have two whole links up there.
0: <laughs> and you get right in, and you pick a time, and you send us 50 bucks, and then we talk. That's it. Right into your ear hole.
1: Bye. So in case
0: you're wondering what we do on the
1: breaks, (laughs)
0: Sister Twain's been scrolling through 10-year-old posts
1: on Lil Twain's Instagram. Eight
0: years. Well, like 2013, some of them were 2013. That's nine years. Yeah,
1: that's true. That's true, bitch.
0: That's true, bitch. So oh my God. Um, and we did
1: some eye drops.
0: We got some eye drops. Yeah, the first ones burned. The second one did not. No, thank the you. The first ones were medicated. The second ones were oil based, which oh. are the really soothing ones. It anyway, was,
1: I'm so soothed.
0: I just when people think of me and my sexy life, I want them to think about how <laughs> I, how I have like nine different types of eye drops.
1: <laughs> when people think about me and my sexy life. <laughs> When a quote people, by when, Josh Bingham. When people oh, I mean, are like,
0: shit. "When people are like, brother, coffee doesn't have a boyfriend," it's so weird. Just remember <laughs> that I have nine individual types of eye drops for different scenarios, and that's why. That's why I don't have a boyfriend. Okay, so
1: oh we're going to do the
0: top five reasons <clears throat> that progmos okay. are useless. And before we jump in, uh-huh. while you send some Instagram messages, <laughs> I want to. I want to explain what a progmo is.
1: I've got to pee.
0: We just took a break. Okay, you go pee and I'll explain what a progmo is. So, the thing about a progmo is that most of you who are listening to this podcast, if you were ever a mo at all, an evmo, as we say, then you were probably a progmo. Because a progmo, oh my God, is a progressive Mormon. So you were a member of the church, a believing member of the church, but you thought your shit didn't stink. You thought that you were the vanguard of progressive thought within the Mormon church. So when the general authorities would give talks in general conference and they would be problematic, you would think, well, I don't agree with that, but I'm a progressive Mormon, So I still believe in the church as an institution, but I don't agree with what that person just said. And here's the thing, progmos. You're problematic as fuck. You are super, super, super problematic. So we're here to let you know why progmos are problematic. If you're listening to this and you're a kermo, this is your clarion call to never become a progmo. If you're listening to this and you are a progmo, this is your invitation to please leave the church. And if you're listening to this and you're a post-mo, then you can think back on all the shitty, horrible things you did and said when you were a progmo, when you thought you were God's gift to the earth and really you were a useless piece of shit. So that's really where we're going tonight.
1: Do, you, do progmos refer to themselves as Progmos. Uh I think so, kind of. Like oh. I think
0: they know that they're like a progressive But do
1: they say I'm not a typical Mormon, I'm a progressive Mormon.
0: Probably, kind of. Maybe they don't say it out loud, but they for sure like think that. Okay. So this is about why you're useless.
1: <laughs> number one.
0: What's your number one? And and uh, before you start, I just want to say probably a lot of these will overlap. Maybe. For we'll sure. see. Yeah.
1: They're brand of feminism.
0: Okay, tell okay. us more. Mm. <clears throat>
1: I've been I've been deconstructing this idea lately with with you and especially with C Jane, um, <clears throat> but here's the thing, oh God, oh this is uh, this is my mind is in a state to really go through this. It's going to be tough. Okay, a woman who considers herself a feminist, right? and yet is active in the Mormon church. Right. When a woman realizes what her personal power is, Uh while she's actively participating in the Mormon church, and doesn't realize that to really embrace that power, she needs to leave the Mormon church her brand of feminism becomes toxic feminism. Yes. And <clears throat> here's why I say that. Not only because she is a cog in the machine of uber misogyny. Right. and patriarchy. Right. You know, no there there's no ifs ands or buts about it.
0: Because the church at its core but, uh, is patriarchal and misogynistic. Absolutely. It's like it's a feature not a bug it, of no, the church. Right. Piece, like it is intentional, sure. yeah, it's intentionally right, misogynistic, right, so when you're if, a if quote unquote feminist woman <laughs> in the church, you're just part of that misogynistic right. machine,
1: right, and so when you start to speak up in Sunday school because you know somebody said something, you know, that was misogynist or right. too patriarchal for their liking or whatever. Right. You know, I think they get this dopamine hit of yeah. like, well, now everyone know and now everyone in this room knows that I'm a feminist.
0: I showed them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um and it becomes toxic in the way that they believe that nothing can take them down that like they are forced to be reckoned with right they get this inflated idea of what their capabilities are within the framework of the church right which is zilch
0: right Truly. Really? really they're just propping up <sighs> patriarchal power right and then and they're sort of like eating the crumbs of power that are left over for them by the patriarchy Uh and they view that as actual power sure but it's literally like the shit and the crumbs
1: and they'll they'll tweet something on twitter or they'll post something on facebook that's super feminist right and think see there i am i'm a feminist yes i'm still active in the mormon church but this is who i am i'm like honey
0: Here's what I will say. Okay, go. It is impossible <laughs> to be a feminist and be a Mormon. Impossible. Uh-huh. Impossible. Impossible.
1: You got to choose one or the other.
0: Impossible.
1: <laughs> because do, do, you do, do, do. are
0: holding up a patriarchal organization yeah. by your belief system.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And therefore, you cannot be a feminist and be sustaining and holding up a patriarchal organization. Right. Right. Period. End of story.
1: No. Can't do it.
0: Volva's on the line.
1: Yeah. As, and, a, as my grandma and used I to could, say. I could do a whole entire episode on this.
0: Right now we're eating caramel popcorn made by Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> and it's delicious. Yeah, yeah
1: drinking And hello. it's also
0: great, great audio.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Okay. So my number one. Yeah. They're not fucking changing it from the inside.
1: Oh my God.
0: The progmos love to say that they are staying to change it from the inside. But what that means... Yes. Is that they're staying... And they're not facing the uncomfortable reality of what a lie the church is. Right. That's what they mean by changing right. it from the inside. Right. What they mean by changing it from the inside is they're ignoring their own instincts and beliefs that te- are telling them to get the hell out. Yeah. And they are refusing to address the cognitive dissonance in their own brain. And therefore, they're right. changing it from the inside. Because- Bitch, you're
1: not changing <clears throat> anything. <clears throat> because it's scary to think, well... This is something that I've been a part of my whole life. Yeah. So, even though I disagree with a whole laundry list of things. Right. I'm going to stay in and change it from the inside. The truth is, that's you giving yourself an excuse because you're terrified.
0: If you're changing it from the inside, (laughs) if you're truly doing that, Mm -hmm. then when one of the general authority gives one of their homophobic talks. Uh Uh-huh like Rusty did yep. a couple of months ago, uh-huh. then you are calling your stake president on the phone and you are saying, that talk that President Nelson gave was abhorrent mm-hmm. and I'm embarrassed that we published it as a church. Mm-hmm. You are writing a letter to the Brethren and you are saying, this talk that you gave is homophobic and transphobic right. and we need to be better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you And then you are standing up in Sunday school and saying, there were many great messages in conference, but I cannot stand for the message right. that we that, that President Nelson gave, where he said that that people who choose to marry their same sex partners or people who choose to right. embrace a gender different than the one they're born with are confused by Satan. Right. That message is wrong. <clears throat> Unless you're doing those things, mm-hmm. you're not changing it from the inside. Right. If you're tisk tisk tisking when you hear that talk and going, oh, that's too bad. And then going on about your fucking merry life. You're not changing it from the inside. I'll take it. So get the fuck over yourself. I know.
1: know. know. I'll take it a step further. Please do. Let's say you are making those phone calls. Let's say you are standing up and saying those things. Then you're not a Mormon anymore. But are you still raising your arm to the square? Are you still paying tithing? Are you still doing your calling? Guess what?
0: Here's the thing. The only person that would do those things is not a Mormon anymore. Uh And actually, if you did think you were still a Mormon and you did those things, Uh you would likely be excommunicated from the church. Mm -hmm. So, unless you're doing those things and being... So, like... So, therefore, the idea of changing it from the inside is impossible is like a paradox because if you're actually speaking up and calling out the bullshit that the church is perpetuating on a daily Mm -hmm. weekly monthly basis Mm -hmm. you would be kicked out of the church Mm -hmm. so therefore you're no longer changing it from the inside yeah if you're still on the inside it means that you're sitting quietly and being frustrated and being annoyed with the things the brethren said Mm -hmm. which is not doing a goddamn thing to change it what's your number two
1: my number two Hold on, we had momentum going. Um, oh, wow, you
0: really just let is let everyone I
1: really down. fucked it up. Yeah. So, I worded it like this: follows up, follows up on your number one.
0: That's but how you worded it.
1: They're staying follows
0: up on your number one. They're
1: staying in mm-hmm. to help change things. Uh huh. Is dangerous to those less privileged than they are.
0: Okay, tell us more.
1: So when you are saying, I disagree with blah, 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 just right. like you, but right. I'm staying in to help affect change. Right. A, that's coming from a place of privilege.
0: Right. Because you staying does not put yourself <clears throat> at any risk. Right. Right.
1: And B, those others who are watching you, <clears throat> who are in more vulnerable... um demographics say young lgbtq right and just young girls or
0: women or people of color right or, right uh,
1: yeah, are like oh okay well if she can do it if she can speak up and still speak up and speak her mind and post these things on twitter or blah 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 and still come every sunday then i guess i can too and guess yeah. what that's violence
0: yeah while well, you're, like, hitting my number two and my number three. There we go. All at the well, same time. Well,
1: well, what's your number three? And then we'll just go and talk about both. Well, I'll make same.
0: up my number two. When you stay because you think you are creating a safe place. <laughs> when you say, I'm staying because I'm the voice of safety. Mm-hmm. I'm the one speaking up and making those LGBTQ young people feel yeah. safer.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I'm the one speaking up and making these young women feel safer. Uh-huh you probably are like you are creating a safer environment mm-hmm. for like when you're the Mormon and you're flying the pride flag and you're inviting the non-binary kid to come to young women or young men or whatever, which are both patriarchal and misogynistic and gender binaries <laughs> in their d- oh, very description. Yeah. yeah. But when you're the person that's flying your pride flag and inviting those people and helping them feel welcome, you are indeed creating a safer place for them. But you are creating a safer place for them in a war zone. Yeah. Instead of getting them the fuck out of that war zone. Right. Right. Instead of saying, come with me, let's go to somewhere that's actually safe. Mm -hmm. You're saying, no, 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 I will protect you. If you stay here, I will protect you from all the shells and the bombs and the bullets. It's fine here. Like... This place is safe for you. Yeah. So just stay here and I'll protect you from all the bullets. Yeah. Well, get them out of the fucking war zone right. where the bullets are being fired. The
1: church is not a safe space. Take
0: them to Sweden where the bullets aren't being yeah. fired. Uh-huh. So you can say all you want that you're creating a safe pa- place for other people. And you are. Like yeah. you are creating a safer pa- place for those kids. Yeah. But what you should actually be doing mm-hmm. is saying to this, those kids, this church will never be safe for you. This church will always try to hurt you and attack you. And you need to get out as soon as you can. And maybe you can't right now because, you know, you're a minor, you live at your parents' home, like whatever. Like there is value in creating safe spaces for those younger kids who can't do anything about it. But the longer you perpetuate the idea that this is a safe place for them,
1: Uh Uh
0: the more they stand to be harmed and damaged. In the end. Because ultimately it will never be a safe space for them. Never. Ultimately they will always be a target of attacks. They will always be a second class citizen. They will always be looked down upon or pitied.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: And so you can't make a safe space for them. Right. You can protect them in the short term. And there's some good in that. I will admit. Yeah. But the real good is saying come with me. We're getting the fuck out. We're
1: getting out. We're
0: getting the fuck out because you'll never be safe here. And so if you're a progmo and you think you're keeping them safe, you're not. You're putting a little umbrella over them for the short short term. Right. Knowing that eventually they will have to, like, eventually they're going to be struck by one of those bullets. Yeah. And they may or may not survive.
1: Let's take it a little deeper. Okay. I think that when people say that, I'm staying in to make it a safe place. Blah, blah, blah. They're deflecting because you staying is not safe for you. That's true. You know?
0: And they're doing it to make themselves feel good.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: They're saying, I'm the beacon of hope. Oh, I'm God. the one making all these kids feel safe.
1: You know what? Neither one of you are safe. I would believe you if you left the organization. Yeah. All right.
0: Let's take a fucking Jesus break.
1: I've got stuff on my teeth. Yeah,
0: we're going to take a break because okay. of, of your teeth.
1: Fucking Jesus break. A
0: fucking Jesus break. <laughs> <laughs> We're back.
1: Well, I've got popcorn in my mouth.
0: We're eating this popcorn that Philip Seymour Hoffman <laughs> made, so good! like it's going out of
1: style. <laughs> Caramel corn and Merlot. It's it's like beautiful... it's like quarantine all over again. Oh God! <laughs> Sorry to bring that up. Can I just say, <laughs> you'll be in constant. Oh, you'll be in. I morning. miss
0: the early pandemic so much. <laughs> Other than the terror. <laughs>
1: And the mass graves.
0: And the and the death of thousands of Americans. <laughs> God, I love that early quarantine. Oh, so much.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Okay, so we're talking about the top five reasons that progmos are useless. In
1: case you just turned the dial.
0: Thanks for tuning in, progmos. <laughs> I hope some are listening.
1: My number three is... Okay. Their so-called Christ-like love... Uh-huh. ...is performative.
0: Boom, no. bitch.
1: <laughs> okay. Tell us more. One of the things that progmos love to tout is that they they subscribe to the gospel of love, which is the gospel of Christ. right. The gospel of Christ, which is the gospel of love.
0: The gospel is perfect. The members are not. Right. But they just only subscribe to the gospel, Uh not the members.
1: Uh That's not the way it works.
0: Tell us more, Sister Twain.
1: Okay, I will. Um... What you, Progmos, what you're doing when you are putting everyone on blast on Twitter Uh about your love for everyone. Right. About your Christ, about telling us, teaching us, telling us.
0: Teaching us.
1: What Christ-like love really is. Uh Uh-huh. Can only go so far when you stay in that institution. Yeah. And so you staying in that institution really and truly, which is punitive, which yeah. is...
0: Shame-based.
1: Shame-based. Yeah. Guilt-based. Yeah. You know, so if you really believed that love was what is at the heart of, 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 of just how to be as a human being, you would leave any institution... That had leaders that told you things like, gender confusion is a product of Satan's right. influence, and
0: who have literally said that, like perhaps we we're loving too much.
1: You know, <gasps> literally Remember said that literally said that. Remember that? Yes, yeah. and literally in two thousand and four, Russell M. Nelson gave a talk or or wrote an or article for Enzyme that said, "Christ's love is conditional." Right. Go back and read it. Search it. 2004 Enzyme. Right. It's there in black and white. So your claim of like, well, I stay in the church because I really believe in the gospel of Christ. Right. Guess what?
0: The church is not the gospel of Christ. Fuck you! If you want to be a Christian and believe in the gospel of Christ and believe in the things that Christ taught in the Bible. Great. Great. Go for it. <laughs> but
1: it's not but that. But it's not
0: in, It's not found in Mormonism. It's not. It's 100% not found and in And guess Mormonism. what? If
1: you say shit like, well, you know, I agree with you that the church does have hatred. But I really want my kids to learn how to be good humans and go to primary.
0: Then teach them how to be good humans. Your
1: kids weren't born assholes. Right. That's such a cop-out.
0: My number three. Go. It's kind of topical. Like it's, an ointment? It's au courant. It's of the moment.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Um, Mormons don't understand the concept of violence. And what oh. I mean by that.
1: Oh, I just got hard. And by I mean, I hard, I mean my nips.
0: What I mean by that. Yeah. Um, we are living in the age of the TV show Under the Banner of Heaven, which you have chosen not to watch because it's too triggering for you. The first episode just
1: triggered the fuck out of me.
0: But the the, the sort of thesis statement of the book Under the Banner of Heaven, you just spilled movie theater popcorn all over my living room. The thesis statement of the book Under the Banner of Heaven and under the show, the show Under the Banner of Heaven Uh is that... Religions that require absolute devotion to God absolute. are inherently violent. <laughs> and there have been a lot of conversations and op-eds and whatever since the show has come out of people saying, what do you mean the Mormon church is violent? The Utah and Idaho, which are primarily Mormon states, yeah. have low levels of violent crime. Cute. We are not a violent people. We are a loving, caring people. That's cute. The progmos believe, and the momos, and the kermos, the
1: kermos. <laughs> believe
0: that violence equals committing murder. Well, we don't have a lot of murders in Utah, and that's because progmos, that's because Mormons aren't violent. Right. Never mind that the institution of Mormonism is inherently violent.
1: Inherently. It
0: is, first of all, founded in violence, and founded in secrets, and rape, in its and... Roots in its in its very roots. Yeah. But the but the the organization of, of Mormonism exists to take people like women and take their dreams away take their hopes away take their livelihood away tell them they can only be a certain way take the lives of queer people and say you can't have that you don't deserve that you'll never get that wanting that is evil you need to do these certain things you need to be celibate you need to put your life put your life and your sexuality upon the altar of god for the hope that in the next life you'll get something better (laughs) Like, that is what we ask queer people to do. No, it's fine. You can be gay. You just can't act on it. You just need to be celibate. Well, that is an act of violence. That is saying, take your sexuality, take your hopes, take your want, your desire to be loved and to love someone. Put that on the altar of God and hope that after you die, Mm -hmm. that God will have something better for you. And that that sacrifice of the things you wanted was worth it. That is an act of violence. Yes, And we do do the same thing to women in the church. Yes. We say, oh, I'm sorry you wanted to be whatever you wanted to be. Uh We need you to be a wife and a mother. We Mm -hmm. want you to take your hopes and your desires and your dreams, and we want you to put them on the altar and sacrifice them in the hopes that in the the hereafter, you will be rewarded for having been a great mother and for having raised more girls to be great mothers and raised more sons to be great priesthood holders. That is an act of violence. Yeah. That is violent. Like, there are a thousand deaths and a thousand violent acts that occur in every Mormon church, in every Mormon ward and congregation across the world every single day.
1: Yeah.
0: So to say that Mormonism isn't violent because... The murder rates are slightly lower in is, Utah. Is a false
1: equivalence?
0: Is it just complete falsehood? Uh huh. Violence does not equal murder. Yes, murder is violent. You know what? But that is not the only violent act that people can commit. Yeah. Telling people that their value is tied to belief and obedience to a system of to a system that does not support who them who they really are that is violence. Yeah. That is daily <gasps> violence.
1: You know what else is violent? I just bit my tongue.
0: Well, that's some good popcorn. It
1: hurt.
0: What's your number four?
1: All right. My number four is progmo and the whole problem with identity. Okay. Progmo's personality becomes progmo. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: Like That becomes their personality. Yeah. Yes, I'm in this church, but guess what? I drank coffee this morning and it becomes our identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I go to church and the but kids. But I don't pay tithing. And the kids did this great program today. And, but you know what? I love the gays. Yeah. <laughs> it becomes our identity. Yeah. Your identity becomes one that is not just inauthentic, but Bipolar.
0: And very centering. Like in the idea that like it's not about the gays who are being oppressed. It's about me being an ally to the gays. Yes. It's not about the women who are being oppressed. It's about me being a feminist. Yes. It's very centering. It's very taking, saying like my identity is more important.
1: Super self-absorbed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Super self-absorbed. And so what's at the root of this? Just like all of us when we're in Mormonism is the more foundational issue that they don't know who they really are. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, being a Mormon and then falling into a vat of acid and being toxic Mormon. (laughs) Becoming like a superhero, <laughs> but, but not a superhero, just have just like <laughs> get high on their own shit. You, you know? kind of lost
0: me there, but sure, let's go with it. I,
1: I know, I this is Merlot fueled, and I just thought of it as I was saying it. But like, I, it's just at the base of this, you are scared as hell. Yeah. to figure out who you are without the church as part of your identity. And so you create this whole personality of Progmo. Yeah. Oh, guess what? Um middle finger to that about the church, but I took my kids to primary today. Yeah. Fuck right off, please. Yeah.
0: There was a incident late recently. I'm going to be as vague as possible because I said we weren't allowed to call out specific progress. Yeah. But there was an incident recently where a friend of ours, a friend of mine, was posting online about how wonderful it was to be at a school dance and see a bunch of girls who were, were rejecting, quote unquote, modesty culture.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who were wearing strapless dresses and... You know, sleeveless dresses and whatever. And was kind of celebrating this victory of like the moms, like moms of our generation, were really, really were raised in the height of purity culture and modesty culture in the Mormon church. And so this mom was saying, isn't it great to see that even though these girls' moms were raised in the thick of modesty culture, that they are rejecting that whole cloth and just saying, i'm going to be who i am i'm going to wear what i want to wear what a victory right right Right. and my question to this person was so these are like like presumably 16 17 year old girls Mm -hmm. going to prom and we are cheering and celebrating
1: they're showing their shoulders
0: right that they reject modesty culture well in two years Uh many of those girls will go through the temple Uh uh-huh And will go on a Mormon mission.
1: Which means? Which
0: means they will start wearing the Mormon garment. Mm -hmm. Which means they will no longer, they will have covenanted with God Uh to no longer show their shoulders in public. Mm -hmm. So here we are at 16 saying, you go girls, you show them. We're rejecting modesty culture. Yeah. But in two years when those same girls go to the temple and make a covenant with God to wear the garment. Yeah. And never show their shoulders in public again. Uh-huh. We're like, yeah, that's right. That's correct. That's what you should do. Yeah. It makes no
1: fucking sense. It makes sense. no sense. It's such <laughs> cognitive dissonance.
0: Yeah. That you think that like you're winning some big victory because your 16 year old feels comfortable wearing a sleeveless dress to to prom. Mm-hmm. But your 18 year old puts on a garment and makes a covenant to never show her shoulders in public again. <laughs> like that is not a victory.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So looking at it as such is just such it's just such it's lying to yourself. Uh-huh. Anyway. And I don't know if that has anything to do with your number four, which was like that it's their personality or yeah, something. Yeah,
1: because I don't know. Anyway,
0: my number four. Wait, yeah. have you done your four? I have. My number four, which is related to this idea of the prom dress celebration, mm-hmm. is that progmos love to celebrate a meaningless false victory. Pragmos love to get a Just a big old boner when in like 2015 a woman prays a general conference.
1: They're like, isn't it? False victory.
0: Isn't it wonderful to be in a gospel (laughs) where the Lord speaks to our leaders and tells us that it's okay for a a lady to say the prayer even though she has a vagina? (laughs) isn't it wonderful
1: what a time to be alive what a time to be alive we're living in the
0: future yeah and you're like it's 2015 bitch <laughs> like that should have happened in like 1942 <laughs> that would have been a victory in 1942
1: absolutely
0: not 50 years later in no so it's these celebrations of like oh the church said the word gay mm. instead of same-sex attracted what a fucking victory! It's
1: not a fucking victory. No, it's not. It's, it's not it's a victory.
0: It's a, it's an embarrassment. Yeah, like you should be embarrassed that the church wants credit mm-hmm. for like saying that gay people exist. Mm-hmm. Like that's an embarrassment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That you, they should have said that thirty years ago.
1: And they should least. be
0: so much further than that now. But yeah. suddenly, but we're like, oh, it's so great to be led by a modern prophet. <laughs> Who told us in 1978 that black people weren't second-class citizens? What a blessing! Oh, man. No, that's not a blessing. That was the church bowing under the pressure under pressure uh-huh. from the government.
1: Yeah, it sure was.
0: Anyway, it quit sure. celebrating your fucking false victories.
1: Um, sank.
0: Do you need some water or anything first? I'm doing great. Okay, great. I've
1: got a whole like. Another layer of teeth in my mouth because of this popcorn. Because of the caramel. Um,
0: What's your number five reason that progmos are useless?
1: My numero cinco is when progmos do speak up, whether it's in Sunday school, testimony meeting,
0: Facebook, Twitter. Right.
1: They're really showing some good thinking and good intelligence. Mm-hmm. And the reason that you're useless, that it's useless. It's because you can't do anything with it. Yeah. You can't go anywhere with that.
0: Nope. Nope.
1: And if you were really using that intelligence, that personal power of yours that you tout. You'd get out. You'd get the fuck out. You'd get out. You would listen to, you would read the book under the banner of heaven and go, oh dear God. Yeah. I've got to go, and I should have been gone yesterday. Yeah. You would read the CES letter and go, this guy was just looking for answers. Right. And goddamn, there weren't horses in the Book of Mormon. (laughs) Use your fucking brains.
0: When I was a Mormon, I remember Mormon friends of mine who were talking about people who had left the church saying, like, oh, they're so smug about it. Like, they <laughs> just... You can tell they just think, like, oh, one day you'll figure it out. Yeah. Like, one day you'll figure it out. And yeah. it's so condescending and it's so smug. <laughs> okay, whatever. That's fine. But, like, the fact of the matter is you should be figuring it out. Uh-huh. Like, no... And And again, I know if you were like a Kermo and you were listening to me right now, you would be like, "What a smug asshole but there's no way you can be an intelligent thinking thought thinking person uh-huh. and examine Mormonism and say yes, this makes sense yeah and it doesn't even it's not even all the historical inaccuracies and all the horrible things about Joseph Smith and about church history that are so wrong. It's even just like like I remember when I was leaving the church thinking. Why do I care what a group of 80-year-old white men thinks? Like, I never, like, in politics, in, any in life arena. decision, in any other arena, I would never listen to the 80-year-old white men in the right. room. I'd be right. like, you are the least connected of anyone in this room. Mm-hmm. I want to hear what a woman has to say. I want to hear what a queer person has to say. Like, this was before I left the church. And so I just think, like, and I think for most progmos, it's the same way. Many mm-hmm. of them are you know politically left and sort of like forward thinking and whatever Mm -hmm. but but yet somehow when this room of 80 year old white men is like well but we hate the fags they're like well like he's got some good points we do hate the fags (laughs) anyway my number five is if you're a progmo Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and i'm gonna credit this you've eaten like that whole bag of
1: popcorn i'm gonna stop
0: I'm going to give a credit to this number five to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who I okay. think said this to us. But when you're a progmo and you <clears throat> stay, you are sending a message to your children that is loud and clear that says this church matters to me more than you do.
1: Bingo.
0: Because you are saying,
1: "Beautiful,
0: you're queer, you're." you know whatever you are uh-huh. Uh-huh. it doesn't matter my loyalty belongs to this church uh-huh. you are standing in a room in the temple and raising your hand to the square and saying i will sacrifice everything up into including my life mm-hmm. for the gospel mm-hmm. and your child is standing in that room and watching you make that covenant uh-huh. and your and and what and seeing like i remember being in the temple and seeing my mother making that covenant and my grandmother Making that covenant, Mm -hmm. you know, my grandfathers were dead by the time I went through the temple. But you know what I mean? Like, you are seeing generations of your family make a covenant Mm -hmm. saying the work of the church is more important than anything in my life. Yep, yep. Including you. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: If you walk away from the church, my loyalty is to the church. Yep. If you're queer or you're whatever and you don't want to be in the church anymore, my loyalty is to the church. And so you can think... That in your house, you're super awesome and you're super progressive and you're super forward thinking and that you're like a cool California Mormon and you, (laughs) you know, like you, you don't believe all the dumb stuff that Utah Mormons believe. I can stay in
1: the church because I don't live in Utah. Yeah.
0: But the message that you're sending to your children is to your, the message you're sending to your daughters Mm -hmm. and the message that you're sending to your queer
1: children Uh
0: and the messages that you're sending to your children who don't feel like they belong Uh is... It doesn't matter. This is more important than right. you.
1: This is who we are.
0: So you can you can honk your own horn and toot toot baby and mm-hmm. think that you're the shit because you're this awesome progressive Mormon and you're living your awesome progressive life. And you're raising your kids in like an awesome progressive household and they go to the church. but like, But like you're keeping it real. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. what your children see is that you're raising your arm to the square and you're saying – my love for God is more important than my love for you.
1: Yeah.
0: And if I have to choose between the two, I am making an oath and a covenant to choose God mm-hmm. over you. And that back to point number three is violence. <laughs> yes. Is yes. violence against your children.
1: Absolutely. Without question.
0: And if you think your children are coming out of it unscathed or they're learning good values, regardless of the horrible things you're lying to yourself because oh, they're not
1: yeah and here's how people decide on the success of their children well they haven't been in jail
0: sure they haven't murdered anyone well,
1: they went to college
0: yeah so nope. they must be fine nope
1: fuck off Fuck you're off. you're
0: committing violence against your children every day
1: here's what i just want to say and hoping
0: that they come out on top
1: in one of my in, in one of my conclusion ask comments <laughs> world is about progmos is everything that you say to explain why you're still in it is no different than a spouse actively staying in an abusive marriage yeah It's true. And making excuses.
0: Yeah. You're in an abusive relationship with the church. Yeah. And your children are paying the price for it.
1: And in that... And you need to get the fuck out. Marriage uh, metaphor. Mm -hmm. I'll tell this little anecdote. When I was going to therapy... Um... 15, 16, 17 years ago. I'm still in therapy now. So, but that was, this was just an instance that had
0: hasn't worked yet.
1: (laughs) Happened hasn't
0: taken yet.
1: (laughs) That that happened, you know, 15, 16 years ago. I referred to my mother as a victim in her marriage. Mm -hmm. And my therapist said, Oh, no, 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 no. Your mother's a grown woman. Right. She is a grown woman. Yeah. And can make choices. Yeah. She's complicit. Yeah. That is how I feel about prognos. Yeah. In the abusive relationship that they have with the church. You're afraid to leave your abusive marriage because even though it's abusive.
0: It's what you know.
1: Your whole world will fall apart. You don't know how you'll start over, blah, blah, blah. That's the same thing with Mormonism. Yeah. And guess what? You will. You just will. I,
0: I will say, and I, I'm 95% sure I've said this before, because at this point, everything we say is something we've said before. But when I made the decision to leave the church, I was 100% convinced that my life would fall apart. Yeah. hundred, Like 100%. I thought, well, my life's going to go to shit, but if I stay, I'm probably going to kill myself. And so I thought, well, I guess I'll leave.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I left, and not a fucking thing
1: and happened. And thing not happened. A
0: thing it was just like pulling a loose sweat thread from a sweater and the whole sweater just (laughs) unraveled before my eyes and I was like oh that was all that was holding that together anyway yeah so if you're a progmo and you're listening fuck you oh
1: my god just kidding just kidding
0: if you're a progmo and you're listening it's time to go yes it's time to go
1: it's scary as hell I get it
0: but you'll be fine.
1: You will be more than fine. You'll be, you'll be yeah, better off. You'll be better than fine. You can take everything that you believe that you feel like. But what about this? I like this yeah, about you can Mormonism. Take all the good things you get. Mormonism doesn't have ownership over those no, things. Not at all. That you like.
0: Nope.
1: Take them with you. They're yours.
0: And then you'll get the delightful moment of your kids. Saying funny swear words to you it's, and laughing about them. It's a delight. It's a delight. So great. It's it's so a delight. Great. My son is working a lot at his job, and I was like, Is this okay? Are you working too much? He said, I'm making money, bitch. <laughs> That's funny. That's fucking funny. When
1: my kid had his first job, he was talking about a coworker he had from England, and I said, Oh, how old is that coworker? And he said, Mom, please don't fuck my coworkers. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. Brilliant. Life is great. If
0: you were a Mormon and your child said that, you would have to be like, honey.
1: Oh no! We
0: do not we do not say that. And you would have to get all wrapped up in it. Instead of just being like, it's fucking hilarious. When when you said, making some I'm making fucking money, bitch.
1: It's funny stuff. That is so good.
0: Anyway, if you've liked what you heard, Hot Drinks, yeah. it's a podcast. You can follow us on Instagram. Spotify. I don't know. Oh my God. Apple podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, We're on,
1: Apple podcasts. We're on, can, on Spotify. And, and
0: I, please Google. leave a review. Other podcasts say that.
1: If you don't leave a five star review, then
0: fuck you. Other podcasts say it really helps us when you leave a review. I don't know if it helps us. I don't, but sure, you should leave a five star review. I mean, if
1: you want. You but,
0: should tell a friend about hot drinks.
1: Please do. Tell
0: your progmo. Give, send this episode to your progmo friend. Hey, progmo friend that's listening. Get your fucking shit together.
1: <laughs> that's Tough love.
0: Would you rather be in a club with Brad Wilcox or with us? That's your choice. Oh,
1: Prague. shit.
0: You can uh, support us on Patreon at uh-huh. patreon.com slash hotdrinks. You can give us a small amount of money each, each month. And you may or may not get rewards depending on our mood and our mental health. You may. You can sign up for a PPI, a personal priesthood interview. A 30-minute personal chat with the two of us. Follow the link in our Instagram bio. It's mm-hmm. like Calendly or something. I don't know how to tell you to get there. But we can talk to you for 30 minutes and you only have to pay us money for it. But we'll talk about whatever. Dicks. Clits. Yeah. You're, you're like, already you've already checked out. Oh, yeah. Done I'm worried about my teeth. Anyway. Um, or you can follow us on Instagram, Hot Drinks. Sometimes we post things.
1: I'll tell you about someone that I'm crushing on.
0: <clears throat> right now? Or, like, on a demi toss or something.
1: No, like on an exclusive
0: Patreon only episode. Content
1: situation.
0: Okay. All right, well.
1: Like, crushing so bad that I had an orgasm thinking about him. So. Also. There's that.
0: You posted on your close friend's Insta story.
1: <laughs> How do I ask
0: someone if they're happy in their relationship? And I was like, Jesus Christ. Without saying, hey, are you happy in your relationship? Anyway, this has been Hot Drinks. <laughs> I have been Jack Coffey. I
1: have been Sister Latter-day Twain. And
0: you have been a gentle listener. Thank you.
1: Thank you. In the name of...
0: Progmos everywhere.
1: And Billy Porter.
0: Amen.